Hello and a warm welcome to Living Fabulously with Bev. The mission for the show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and center in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Today, I'm so pleased to introduce my guest, Laura Childs. She's an author and healthy weight loss advocate. Welcome, Laura. Thank you, Bev. I'm super excited to have this time together with you and with your Living Fabulously listeners. Thank you for being with me. And so let's kick off by you telling me a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Absolutely. And, you know, I love that title of being a healthy weight advocate because that's primarily the work that I do. And I also consider myself to be just as much of a real food advocate. Most of our work is with women. They come into my world looking for guidance on weight loss, which is fine. Perfect. That's what I'm known for. But our time together, our conversations, this work that I do is more around safely reaching a healthy weight and keeping it off without hunger and with real food. That's important. When we use the word diet, everybody's got a different version of that. So I'm sure we're going to get into that. I'm interested also to know your own well-being journey. Can you describe that for me, please? <laughs> uh, it's such a great question, and I appreciate you asking. I hadn't actually thought of my journey in like a linear fashion for a while, but it is a story I love to tell because I'm always amazed at what the human body is capable of, even when our health is degrading because we haven't taken care of ourselves as well as we could have. And I was definitely that person. I'd always been in decent health, very few complaints, and thinking that my body would always be fine, even if I pushed those late nights or took on more stress or I didn't eat properly all the time. And right up until my family doctor's wake-up call in 2013, I had no idea that my health and longevity was even in my control. I was certain that my fate would be determined more by genetics than by my actions. So in 2013, when my doctor called me in to run a series of tests, I really didn't think much of it. My 50th birthday was coming up. The standardized tests that we give in Canada are for early detection, but also presumably for future reference, should I get sick? So they were blood tests, bone density tests, and heart tests, if I remember correctly. A few weeks later, she called me back into her office. Now in Canada, we only call patients back into offices if something's wrong. So I'm sitting in her office. I'm a little scared, but I'm feeling pretty good for 50. And with a somber expression, she turns to me and says that I've gained enough weight to be classified as obese and that I'm showing signs of insulin resistance. And soon, she promises me, she'll be serving up a diagnosis and lifelong prescriptions for type 2 diabetes. You have to lose weight, she said. And my answer was, but I'm hungry all the time and I get dizzy when I don't eat. She suggested I take up swimming a few hour hours a day. 
that we should meet again in a few months to chart my progress and good luck. So I spent about five days sitting around feeling sorry for myself, certain that my fate was now sealed. I didn't have time to swim. I'd exercised before and I hadn't lost weight. So I decided I might just as well accept the diagnosis and get back to work with my regular routine. But this is where my journey becomes a little less linear. More like that Reese's chocolate commercial where we aren't sure if one person's chocolate was in the other person's peanut butter or was it the other way around? <laughs> the first had to do with some research that I was running for a freelance project. And the second part of it was that my daughter, Veronica, was moving back home for a few months. She's my only child, my pride and joy, 20 years old at the time. And having learned to eat from me, she was also overweight. So yes, the chocolate and the peanut butter collision. First off, I was researching how coconut oil can help dogs with skin conditions. And I landed on a study that was out of Montreal, Canada. In this study, the women were told to change nothing else about their diets, but to add in two tablespoons of coconut oil per day. And after three weeks, I think it was, the women in the study group had lost an average of 10 pounds each. The other part of it was while I was busy moping around about my new health problem, Veronica was watching and assessing our meals. She was comparing them to the government's food guide and digging into weight loss strategies. Now, she hadn't studied nutrition up until that point, but in her mind, she was carefully crafting how we could still eat well, but more on the low carb spectrum. And that's where it all came together for us as the low carb plus the coconut oil or added fats, healthy fats, and all of the foods that we've been terrified of for so many years as a plan of action for us. So when we compared our new ideal to, these, to the old government guidelines, we realized we practically flipped it upside down as we said, this is how we're going to eat now. And as we worked through what that meant to us, the weight started coming off for both of us. And we realized this is how we used to eat when we lived on a farm and how we all ate before the industrial era, before the availability of refined oils and processed flours and all those chemicals in our foods. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for my journey. We, you know, it started off with this diagnosis and turned into figuring out how we could eat to serve our bodies better. And so what happened with your prognosis of getting type 2 diabetes? <laughs> Within six months, you know, I'd lost the weight. I, my blood sugar had stabilized. I definitely, my own, away from the test, my own health had, you know, basically blossomed. And I felt like parts of me, parts of me that I couldn't see, my cells, um, my hormone levels, I was also going through menopause at the time, all settled and became manageable as well as increased energy and better sleep and it was really quite empowering. So then I'm really interested what then prompted you. So you've got this personal journey you're on with your daughter, which is beautiful because then you've got an accountability partner in that. But what prompted you to create a business around healthy weight? <laughs> That's another great question. In truth, we didn't create a business. The business created us. And in a sense, it continues to create itself. 
You know, just recently I ran across a quote that rings so true to me and sums up what Veronica and I have allowed to come into our lives. The quote is, the world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. And the author, I think, was Paolo Coelho. I'm probably completely butchering that name. <laughs> and that's how this business happened. People saw that we were losing weight in a sense of dieting, yet eating all this delicious food. And they started asking for our secrets or our meal plans and our recipes. You know, we just answered back by sharing everything we could, plus any research that we ran across on how carbs and proteins and healthy fats affect our body. This was mostly through Facebook walls, our Facebook walls, but also in hundreds of private mes messages. And we were both working at that time, not in the health and weight loss industry, because we really knew so little about health at that time. And we couldn't keep up with all the messages. So we put all of our notes and recipes, plus some very bad photos <laughs> into an ebook, which we gave away at first, but then started selling at just over cost. And within the book, we told people how we felt. We've been there. We care. If you need help, we're here. We didn't expect the book to sell really, not to anyone but friends and friends of friends, but it took on a life of its own. And we got so busy researching for people and learning more about how healthy fats heal ourselves, how sugar damages ourselves, and how all the toxins in our foods are causing so many illnesses. We realized we had to step up and do whatever we could to help more people reach their healthy body weight. So we studied, we became certified. And for the people who had existing illnesses, we found dietitians and experts that we could trust to send them to. And in the meantime, that business just kept blossoming and we just followed along. We kept meeting market demand. They asked for more recipes, we wrote three more recipe books. They asked for private coaching. We figured out how to do that, you know, figuring out who we could help and how we could best serve them. They asked us to show up on live streams to teach. So I got over my insecurities and we did that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was really all quite natural and a little bit exhausting. We were doing everything we could to help others, which was amazingly satisfying. But we had one fatal flaw. We were giving it all away. We were giving away our time and our love and all of this knowledge that we'd worked so hard to acquire over the course of three years. And I think that's when I finally realized that we had all the trappings and stress of a business and hundreds of people writing in and saying, you've changed my family's life. But I was, you know, counting out sheets of toilet paper to make sure that none were wasted so that we could make it to my husband's next paycheck. And at that point, two things became very clear. One, our world is full of people struggling with health issues, and there weren't enough health coaches to help them all. And the other part was if Veronica and I kept operating this way, we would burn out and we'd be incapable of doing our part to help anyone. So the business really did build itself. And some days I think, we just went along for the ride. Mm, that's amazing. And you mentioned there about stress and obviously running a business. But I know that a successful, healthy weight and keeping and maintaining that healthy weight doesn't come without effort. So I'm interested to know 
How have you managed your own attitude and mindset in this journey? I've never really thought about it until I embarked on my own journey, but I've seen it in so many others since. We all go through this long series of mindset shifts, changes in our attitude as we walk on our path back to wellness. And we really need to pay attention to those shifts because our moods and our subconscious, you know, babbles at us all day long. And every conversation holds so many gifts. This awareness, I I believe it comes from the writer in me, where I'm always taking notes and trying to write articles in my head. So I've become more aware of that babble that's going on in my brain. And sometimes it's pure gold a realization that'll give us strength in the moment or for the day. But other times it's really mean and it's full of self-judgment, but it all serves a purpose. So as an example, when I began this journey, I was terribly insecure and I had to learn to become my own best friend, to care for myself, to talk to myself the way that I would care and speak to my daughter through all of her life stages, all of her attitudes, all of her mindset shifts, with compassion and with patience. And that was a step-by-step process that began with listening, with that awareness piece, added in compassion, a little bit of self-love. And I would say the amusement of not taking myself too seriously. That's really key, isn't it? You know, whatever you choose to do in your life, It's not going to be a smooth path, but it's using humor often can be one of the easiest things to actually get you over the hump and out of the doldrums. So that's really beautiful. And I guess along the way, you've talked about research and learning. So what were some of the personal lessons that you learned to improve your own well-being? I would say the biggest personal lesson that I've learned with my own well-being is that when it comes to your health, it can always be improved. You know, that old saying of, if it isn't broke, don't fix it, doesn't really apply when it comes to the human body. We need to be looking after not only what we can see, our outer body, but also the 62 billion cells that we can't see. And to do so, eat, move, rest, that sounds so simple, but for many of us, for me especially, making those changes were incredibly disruptive to my long-lived habits. Resting, that peace that's supposed to be so natural, has always been my greatest challenge, second only to asking for help. And as you know, this is how I found you, Bev, through your signature course on sleep. I can't even begin to tell you how much that course has helped me. The tools, the knowledge, the awareness in a step-by-step fashion and feeling that underlying self-compassion that you've built into everything that you do, this dose of acceptance and self-forgiveness, plus the inspiration to keep moving forward. Thank you. That's good that my journey has supported your journey. That's wonderful. I love the alignment there. Each of us have busy lives, but when we don't stop and take stock and work out what our priorities are, it can be quite difficult. We get swayed by different things. At this time, what do you feel realized about your priorities going forward in your life? Well, you know, we hear this all the time. And it's become such a cliche that we often dismiss it or ignore it. How women need to put themselves first. You know, put that oxygen mask on yourself first and then take care of the rest of your party. But so few of us really know how to do this. It's like we're hardwired to give 
until it hurts, quite literally. So my priority is finding balance. There has to be balance. Learning to schedule time in for me. And that's another area where you've helped me in awareness. That the sleep journal that we do, five minutes per day, showing me how I'm treating myself, what I might like to improve on tomorrow, and the gifts that each day brings that I might have forgotten if I'd simply crawled into bed exhausted. The, my priority really is right now about finding balance, how to help others give to my family, give to my community, but also to make sure that I turn it around on myself every day to look after myself. Yeah, because if you don't, who will? You know, you say we are hardwired to get be givers and nurturers, but we can't serve from an empty cup. And so when we don't put ourselves first in our lives and take care of ourselves in the way like you're talking about whole body, you know, so you, you're saying eat well, move well, rest well, so that you're everything. And that gives you the time, like you were talking about some of the activities we do in the course is to give you time to come back to yourself and to reflect upon yourself and what's important to you. And also then you create that alignment with your own values. And I think that's what's really important about what you've said there. So let's talk a little bit then about your membership site, Utmost Diet. This is a, another great example of how the business has built itself. There are three components to Utmost Diet. On the surface, it's a searchable resource of all of the content from the four books that my daughter and I have written. So 300 recipes, some cooking tutorials, meal plans, and the protocol that we follow to reach our own healthy weight. We've also added in video sessions as a systematic approach to understanding ourselves, this way of eating that we follow, and how our habits affect our weight, beginning with mindset, then into balancing macronutrients, then clean foods, and finally lifestyle. But most empowering of all, I believe, is the community component, where Veronica and I answer questions daily, share nutrition facts, but also our community members, the wisdom and support of our people who have successfully lost and maintained, sharing with the new members coming in. It's quite empowering. I love that model where you're saying that the people who have hard won their healthy weights are actually still staying in that membership and actually supporting others. And I think that's testimony to what you and Veronica have created because people want to stay there. And I think that's really wonderful. And I think for anybody who's had a challenge with their weight over their lifetime, it is something, there's so many facets to it that it's not just following somebody's protocol. There's all the you know, the mindset things, the self-worth things, the shield, you know, using fat as a shield to repel people. Just It's just so many things. So thank you for that service. It's just wonderful that you've committed your time and your business efforts to that. And so what are your tips for living fabulously, Laura? Lately, it has become that our greatest teachers are three-year-old children. They move. They laugh at random. They ponder impossible options. They believe in things they cannot see. And they aren't so in their head that they can't just fall asleep whenever they're tired. So every day, for just a few minutes a day, I try to be a three-year-old child. 
<laughs> that's great. <laughs> just I thought, oh my gosh, that's so true. We could just all be a three-year-old child. And you can find Laura Childs at her website, which is utmostdiet.com and also on Facebook under Utmost Diet. Laura, thank you so much for sharing your journey. And I just love how you've taken inspired action. So you started with a research process because you were given a diagnosis, but you weren't willing to accept the diagnosis. And that's what I love is that tenacity to make your own way. Because it, fa- it sounds like the doctor just sort of said, good luck, you know, <laughs> off you go. And I think that your awareness that, you know, fat heals cells, sugar damages cells and toxins impact our progress in disease. It's like it's the human condition at the moment where people don't understand actually the correlation between different things. So well done, you know, of actually creating that information and making it available to people. And I love that you talked about that awareness is actually key. And I think with most things, when we want to change habits, if we don't have awareness, you have nowhere to move from. So it's creating awareness. I love that you said become your own best friend because I really believe that self-love is the one thing that we can give ourselves. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't take any time. It's just a way of being. And I do get being a three-year-old is really good because you're not taking yourself seriously. And I love that you just woven that little sleep story there because, yes, they don't think about things when they fall asleep. they just tired and they go to bed on time. So that's good. And I think your big takeaway is just to keep putting yourself first. And that's wonderful. So thank you for being with me today. Thank you so much for inviting me, Beth. I loved having this conversation with you and hopefully inspiring a few others to ask the questions they need to ask to improve their health. My online course, Sleeping Fabulously, is a four-week course where I take troubled sleepers through the process of understanding their sleep habits to creating new habits that let them sleep soundly through the night. You know how passionate I am about this subject and you know that it's time for me to take my sleep message to way more people. So can I ask you to do something? Would you be willing to be my champion and champion the cause of better health and sleep with me? What if, together, we could change one person's life for the better? What if we could start more conversations about the topic of rested living? What if we, well, let's be rebels together. Are you in? I hope so. Contact me at bev at livingfabulously.com if you need ideas, or just head to bit.ly forward slash sleep fabulously to check out all the details of the course and share the link thoughtfully with your friends and on social media. Thank you so much in advance for being a fabulous change maker. Thank you so much for listening and I would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode. You can connect with me on Facebook by searching for Living Fabulously with Bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website. You can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. 
Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.